We are I. I'm going to start this podcast off this morning by reading a quote from Aristotle. Excellence is never an accident. It's always the result of high intention, sincere effort, and intelligent execution. I'll read that one more time. Excellence is never an accident. It's always the result of high intention, sincere effort, and intelligent execution. So as you sit there and you let that marinate inside your mind, your body, your soul a little bit, and you realize there's no way that excellence can be an accident. Now, one can argue this part of this statement saying that, you know, some people are, you know, born a little bit more gifted into category X, whatever category X may be, born into category X where they have a natural ability, or environmental factors that allow them to be able to execute that. Yes. So if you want to say that LeBron James, let's pick on him, easy target. You know, was born maybe geographically into a neighborhood, into a family, into a community that exposed him a little bit more to basketball and a little bit more of a drive to want to be a basketball star. You know, to be able to be a star amongst his peers. And you might want to say he was born genetically a little bit more gifted, stature, ability, you know, all of these things. However, this motherfucker took that and he spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours all the time, regularly, routinely perfecting, give, using the tools he was given, not letting the tools that he has go to waste. And this is a commonality that you see amongst people now is, they have tools. They have the tools with, with inside their mind and their body and their spirit. But they don't use them. And this is the only difference. This is the only reason why some of these people have excellence. You know, what seems like excellence by, by default. It's like, no, they're just using their tools. You have to look at yourself and you have to assess yourself. Are you using your tools? Are you using your tools correctly? Because when you're using your tools, you will dull that blade, but you will then have to sharpen it because you're using it. Because you're using it, you will keep it polished and shiny, not rusty and dull. This is the benefit of using the tools that are given to you, and everybody has different tools. But the problem is, is that most people don't want to accept the tools that they are given, that are bestowed upon them naturally. Nor do people put the effort to even find out what their tools may be the best at. Right? This is a huge part of life. Everybody has tools. And this is what I've been saying for decades is that, you know, everybody on this planet, all 8 billion of us, we are all good at something inherently because we were born. But most people spend no time through self-discovery. People spend no time trying to understand what tools they were given and how they can plug into those tools and be a part of this functioning community that we call a planet. Now, when you want to look at the next part of the statement, it's always the result of high intention. 
It's kind of exactly what I was just talking about. Like the intention of wanting to be better, understanding what you want to be good at. Because when you have intention, when you start your day with intention, when you walk through your day with intention, you're going to be good at whatever that you want to be good at. Because it's at the forefront of your mind. It's the forefront of your mind and you're actioning upon it. You're thinking about it. It means something to you. You've gone through that discovery phase to even understand like, hey, I may not have the sharpest tool for this job, but through intention, I'm going to do my best. I am going to do my best to be able to perfect it. And this is where the sincere effort comes in because when when you actually go out, when people see you trying, when people see you maybe putting a round peg in a square hole or a square peg in a round hole, and people see you plugging and pushing and pushing and grinding and pushing a little bit harder and staying up later and doing more, they may recognize that you're not the best at it. But God damn, it's nice to be around somebody who's putting in sincere effort. When you know that that effort is genuine, when they're coming through that effort by way of high intention, by way of repetition. Because I know you know what it feels like to be around somebody who's coming at a skill, a task, an occupation, anything with sincere effort and high intention. You feel the genuineness of that. And this is where you come to play. And this is where you have the opportunity to be able to, you know, really be around somebody who's infectious. Infectious in the best possible way. Infectious in a way that may irritate you because, you know, it nags at that part of you that's fucking off and slacking off. And knowing that you could be and you should be and you want to do better. This is what I love about being around high-functioning individuals in my life is that it taps into that part of me that just that just knocks at my door constantly saying, Blake, you can be doing better than this. You are better than this as a human being. You can be doing better than this. And I see people who are doing better and putting in more effort, putting in more time, Honing their skill, honing their craft, being better at something that they may felt like that they would never be good at and feel like they're still lacking at it. I love that because it's pure. It's coming at that situation with pure intention, sincere effort, high intention. Now, if you want to look at the part that's probably the most critical to all of this, Because you can really be fine-tuning a lot of these other avenues. High intention, sincere effort, and repetition. Repetition is the never an accident. But I think the part that where we all need help, and this is where the collaboration comes into play. And this is where being around people and educating yourself about their, their successes and their failures, taking their guidance, their wisdom, and educating yourself. The most key part is the intelligent execution. Because this is where we can see people wanting to do a good job and continually spinning their wheels. 
This is where we can see people wanting to put in a sincere effort and continually spinning their wheels. This is where we can see people putting in a lot of time, effort, energy, and passion, but continually spinning their wheels. And again, this is where wisdom comes into play and collaboration comes into play and, you know, working with a team to understand how to be able to do what you want to do better by working with an elder, by working with somebody of a different sex, of a different demographic, of a different age. Intelligent execution. Think about it. Intelligent execution. Putting in time to be able to set out a clear map of how you want to be able to move forward. Putting that vision down on paper because this is something that we, you know, we talked about yesterday on the podcast is, you know, intelligent execution. Leadership is the capacity to be able to translate vision into reality. Right? Thank you to Warren G. Bennis. Because think how these two These two concepts are so compatible. Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. You know, and then you have intelligent execution is one of the three key factors in excellence. So let those stew, let those marinate for a minute. Intelligent execution. The capacity to translate vision into reality. The synonymous part of those two is It's being able to take what you want and move it into practical application. Taking what you need and moving into practical application. Being able to relay and execute the vision of your excellence. Because excellence is demanded upon you. And these are concepts that are not new. These are concepts that have been talked about for thousands of years, literally thousands of years. This is who human beings have been, and this is how human beings always will be. This is human beings. This is what drives us forward. You're going to tell me that excellence doesn't exist and turning and translating you know, vision into reality when you have pyramids that are cut with absolute precision every stone and of absolutely true north, south, east, and west. Multiple of them. Take that. Those are, those are tens of thousands of years old. Excellence was demanded at that moment. Excellence was executed. A vision was translated into reality. So when you go saying that, no, this is just something that's new, this is something that, you know, people are obsessing over now and it's not, uh, you know, not a reality for human beings, it's, it's pushing people too hard. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck that. People, you're going to tell me that when a young Indian one day was sitting there kind of banging one stone against another, finding certain different kinds of stones... And created an arrowhead because he realized that that was a lot better than sharpening a stick to a point. That wasn't ex- excellence in the making. That that wasn't translating a vision into reality. Right? Simple things. It's always been there. But we're shying away from that now. But when you see people translating vision into reality and executing excellence, man... Is that a force to watch? 
So the question of the day is, not only can you translate your vision of excellence into reality, do you even know what your version of excellence is? 